Inflation is fucking you over. I'll prove it. Inflation. It's in the headlines again. Oh, and by the way, there's headline inflation and core inflation. Headline inflation, which is what is usually reported in the media, doesn't include things such as food and energy prices. Yesterday, the U.S. reported it out at 8.5%. Keep that point in mind as we're going to come back to that. So it all starts with the money supply. If you're new to the idea of inflation, here is the TLDR. Inflation occurs when the supply of something increases. For example, you inflate a balloon by supplying it with air. When supply is scarce, the lack of supply makes something valuable. When it is abundant, less valuable. That is why air in a submarine is far more valuable than air in the atmosphere. Where inflation starts to be reflected in prices is when the supply of money starts to make its way into the price of assets, goods, and services. I'm going to use U.S. data as it is the best track for this analysis. However, other Western economies are going to show similar results. Also, I need to stress that because the U.S. is the world's reserve currency with the strongest military, they are going to be the last ones to feel the worst effects of inflation on a global level over the long run. So where does all this additional money come from? The U.S. Federal Reserve plus other commercial banks issue it through lending. In short, a few select groups such as commercial banks have the license to print money. All of this money is debt-based as well, as the money is not backed by anything other than the promise to pay it back. Therefore, the closest thing that our money is backed up by is either of one, broken promises, or two, future productivity of those who are not benefiting from the money supply today. So who wants all of this money exactly? What the hell is driving these increases in our money supply? In short, the U.S. government, given the context of the data being presented. Below is a chart showing the balance of U.S. debt as of April 11th. For those who are just listening and not reading, the figure is close to $30 trillion, which was just hit in April 2022. So as you can see, the chart on this on screen is the balance of public U.S. debts topping $30 trillion this month. Doesn't the tail end of this chart look very similar to the money supply chart from up above? Oh, I should also note one additional thing about this $30 trillion. It does not account for the additional $100 trillion U.S. dollars outstanding for upcoming Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid benefits for America's aging seniors who are coming into retirement in the coming decade. So show me the math. Inflation fundamentally eats away at your purchasing power. It is a theft of your time. Generally, central banks target an inflation rate of 2% every year. That means that $100 earned today will be worth $98.04 the next year. The math is effectively 100 divided by 1 plus 0.02, or the 2%. So, if you're an American, how screwed over have you been since 2008 due to the arbitrary inflationary whims of your institutional policies? Well, lucky for you, 
I know how to do math. So I ran the numbers for you. Using the annual inflation figures from the U.S. Department of Labor, I captured the data since the 2000 finan 2008 financial crisis as our baseline year to illustrate just how much of your purchasing power, if you had $100 earned back in 2008, just how much would it have lost up until April 11th, 2022. Again, another chart on screen. This one is a graph of everything that I did in terms of my calculations. All the numbers supporting these calculations can be found in the hyperlinks uh, attached to the article. In short, if I had $100 that I earned in 2008 and did nothing else with it, I will have lost 26% of my purchasing power since 2008 up until today. So $100 earned in 2008 only carries the purchasing power of $74 today. Yes, savings or investing may have helped you outpace this loss, but that is besides the point. The point is that inflation is there regardless of whether you hold assets such as stocks or real estate. In fact, if you own assets, you actually benefit from inflation as once the basic human needs are met for survival and small luxuries are satisfied, generally speaking, the remainder of any available money supply accrues to assets. So if you're poor and unable to afford assets because you live day to day on a financial edge, inflation is screwing you over. No wonder people are upset. They have every right to be. The time that you committed to earn $100 just this time last year can only purchase you $92 of goods and services today. And that's just at the latest reported 8.5% inflation rate. Employers, take note of this. I know it's not your fault that inflation is, that is this high, but take note. So mitigation strategies. How do you offset your risks to inflation? The obvious is to invest in anything you can, no matter how small, whether it's gold, fractional shares of a company, or an index fund, or my personal favorite, Bitcoin. I've committed, uh, I've communicated the importance of getting off a 0% allocation to Bitcoin, so I encourage you to give it a read. Uh, I've linked that article um, into this article here. Um, just do yourself a favor, do not touch bonds, um, certified deposits, GICs, or savings accounts of any sort. Those are literally just melting cubes of ice. Another strategy that you want to consider is potentially looking at buying non-perishable goods now ahead of any anticipated increases to inflation in things such as toiletries, pantry items, and say, for example, freezing of meat. Finally, learn real skills such as gardening, self-repair, cooking. Um, I know they're not glamorous, but these skills will help you weather the inflationary storm to come. While I want to be wrong about my overall analysis and predictions, reading the terrain and seeing what I'm seeing out there in the broader economy, I do expect that the reported rate of inflation in the United States will hit at least 12% at least once before the end of 2023. Recall earlier that the reported rate 
is only the headline rate that the government agencies want to tell you. If they actually factored in everything, such as food and energy, which again are excluded, the real measure of inflation will be far higher. I've included a link to a company called shadowstats.com. What Shadowstats does is that they report out inflation using a consistent metric from 1981 for when inflation was first constructed. Recall in previous posts that I've created that inflation is changed in terms of measurement month over month so that the governments can hit the numbers that they want to hit. Shadowstats keeps the benchmark very consistent and taking Shadowstats figures the 8.5% rate that was reported out is not accurate. It's actually closer to 17%. That being said, hot on.